This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I just wanted to get an update on something that we've talked about for, geez, I'm trying to think here. It's probably a year and a half, I would I would guess. Um, for months anyway, there's been calls and a lot of talk about foreign interference into elections in Canada, the need for a public inquiry, all the rest of this stuff. At long last, that inquiry actually got started last week. And, you know, there's some things that have to be handled before it can start. One of the questions, one of the concerns at the very beginning of these proceedings is limits on to what can actually be made public as part of this public inquiry and what has to be kept secret. It's not an easy decision to make, I think, in some instances, but let's get some expert input on this. We're going to speak with Andrew Kirsch, who is a former intelligence officer with CSIS and the author of I Was Never Here. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Uh, thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start with this discussion about secrecy, because it is important, right? It's expected that this inquiry, will, it'll probably be dealing with matters relating to national security and the like, so not everything can be made public, right? Oh, yes, it's very important to keep a lot of the information and intelligence uh, that's been collected on foreign interference secret. Obviously, if we kind of let uh, our adversaries know what we've collected, how we've collected it, um, you know, that. Well, that's something we don't want to divulge, so they'll have to be pretty cautious about what information uh, is made available, which was always going to be a challenge of a public inquiry. Yeah. Um, but I think something you know that that we're going to find that balance of what can be released, um, and then I said what what they absolutely need to keep uh, keep secret. But but Andrew, that's the important part of it, right? Is in terms of not necessarily the information becoming public, but the fact that the information became public would tell these different nations or actors or whoever it is, how that information was gathered, and it would put sources and uh, methods at risk, right? Yes, and it's it's kind of a bigger conversation about what we're actually looking to assess in this inquiry, right? Like CSIS, uh, in the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, which I was an intelligence officer, is mandated to collect uh, information on threats to security Canada, and, you know, the foreign interference is one of the core parts of that mandate. And so if we are assessing whether CSIS is doing its job and collecting good information, you know, that's separate. We have a lot of internal review bodies that are kind of looking at CSIS, what they're collecting, you know, validating if the conclusions they're drawing are, you know, reasonable and that, I don't think that needs to be public. You know, what, what is, is okay, what happened with that information that was collected? Yeah. The allegations that prompted this inquiry is, is there were leaks of information that, you know, suggested allegations of interference in previous elections. And, you know, the, the insinuation was that the government's response might not have been reasonable given the allegations. And the inquiry and people like myself calling for it were saying, you know, what we have to assess is, is not whether, well, not whether CSIS is collecting this information, providing it, is our decision makers making the appropriate decisions with that information? And, and is that... Well, that's where this trust in democracy, that's where this, this trust in institutions, because you know, the allegations were that one party benefited. Mm-hmm. That party uh, is the one that gets to make the decision about what to do with this information. You know, it puts them in an awkward position. And you know, there's absolutely arguments to say, well, 
you know, what is the validity of this information? You know, what are we supposed to do with it? Was Jesus divulging everything? You know, uh, and so, you know, getting away from how Jesus is collecting and what they're collecting uh, and getting into the process of what are we doing with it? I think that's, I know what I'd like to see focused on, but, but we're getting a little in the weeds with, you know, what is the threat? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's, that's where this kind of what we're releasing, what we're not, it's kind of unhelpful, uh, almost. You're saying the same thing in a way that the we had three former intelligence community leaders, former heads of CSIS, come out last week and say, "Listen, you got to be as transparent as possible here," because, like you said, Andrew, you're, you're talking about the credibility, right? I mean, that's what this is all about—the transparency lens, credibility, and then we, like you said, it's our it's our faith in our institutions and our democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's uh, I think that's where the public aspect of this public inquiry is important, right? Is to say, okay, well, you know, CSIS has said, and they've said it for years, that foreign interference is an issue, you know, that this is happening, and that they have been mandated to go and collect on it. Uh, and so the, the question is, okay, well, not just how big of the threat is there, but, but what are we prepared to do about it? You know, what are we going to ask our decision makers to do, like foreign agent registries, or you know other other uh, you know other areas. Do we have the right laws to tackle this challenge? Foreign interference can be pretty pretty difficult and gray, right? And we talk about um, state-sponsored online misinformation campaigns. Like it's kind of a nebulous thing. Sometimes uh, it, it's maybe easy to see why someone voted, but maybe hard to see why they didn't vote. You know, it's it, it's a challenging. Um, it's, it's definitely challenging to deal with the decision makers, and I think that's what we want to kind of get to the heart of is, okay, are they getting, you know, are we making appropriate decisions? Do we have uh, what we need to, you know, to combat this threat? In terms of what this inquiry will be addressing, it looks like that's sort of, you know, I'm not going to say up in the air. I mean, this is part of the process in determining exactly what we focus on. We, we've heard about Russia and we've heard about China, and that's been the primary focus. But now we're hearing India is also, and we know what the situation is with India. And now Iran and, and the conservatives and, and other members of the intelligence community saying, listen, you've got to also bring Iran in here. We know what's going on with the Hells Angels that were arrested last week. So, it, I mean, this thing continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But that's the process, right? I mean, do we need to put limits or do we need to say, hey, we'll just go where this leads us well once again i think it gets back to what are we what do we actually want to be looking at here you know is is foreign interference happening and what is that foreign interference well foreign interference is happening and it is widespread it is uh for many different countries and many different levels of government i mean we're talking about municipal provincial federal uh, all parties are susceptible you know or could potentially be victims of foreign interference like it is a huge problem. Uh, but once again, this, this public inquiry came from very specific allegations of um, uh, meddling in our 2019-2021 elections and that perhaps you know, the response was not appropriate. So you know, I think we're, we're this idea that we're going to keep looking at who's meddling and what, yeah. what to doing and is CSIS collecting you know, that that has the opportunity to really kind of spin out of control. And I would prefer personally to see it focus on, okay, well, um, what are we doing? What are the decision makers doing with this information? And are we handling it appropriately? Are we making good decisions with the information that is being collected and provided by 
CSIS and other national security organizations. And then using that to build in safeguards and ways to sort of eliminate or at least reduce the threat that we face, regardless of who may be yeah. trying to interfere. Well, here's the thing. is This, this really should be, in the, and it's, it's kind of sad that this should be a bipartisan or cross-partisan, you know, Team Canada approach. Yeah, right? exactly. Foreign governments are coming in and trying to manipulate our democratic processes at all levels of government and all parties. So if, if there was anything that we could kind of hopefully rally around together and say, okay, you know, what are we prepared to do here? All working together as a country to protect ourselves, to protect our interests, uh, this is it. Uh, and against, as I said, a, a wide range of, of threat actors uh, who are you know, targeting us as, uh, to do it. So yeah, I think that's ideally where where we get to, which is, you know, is Canada, are, are, are we able to take steps to protect ourselves? Any yeah. steps that we should yeah. have taken before, steps that we're not taking, and, and what are those steps? Couldn't agree more. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Always appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thanks. Anytime.